Brian. Yeah, talking to Brian is worse than... <gasps> Not gonna happen, Brian. Nope. All right, here's the deal. Uh, we are in the middle of a series uh, uh, just about friendship, and uh, we've just been talking about this idea of what would it be like, what does it take to not only uh, be an amazing friend, uh, but to have amazing uh, friends in my life? Because guys, this is a, friendship is a big deal. Friendship uh, can uh, change us. And if you were here last week, uh, we had this discussion about a guy by the name of Jonathan, because he's probably one of the best friends you'd ever see in the Bible. And here's what we discovered about this guy. He absolutely had a vision. He had a, he had a sense of what God was trying to do in the life of his friend uh, by the name of David. And he just decided, hey, if that's what God's doing with David, then the best thing I could ever do as a friend is collaborate with what God is doing to this extent, guys, which is just mind-blowing. Jonathan was supposed to be the next king of Israel. Jonathan believes that God is setting up his friend to be the next king of Israel. And because Jonathan says, look, I think that's what God's doing in my friend's life, and the best thing I could do as a friend is step aside so that my friend can step up. I mean, it's an incredible moment of friendship. I'm going to suggest to you guys that if you want to be the best friend that any of your friends have ever had, begin to look at your friends through God's eyes and begin to ask this question, I wonder what God is trying to do in their life. That coworker at work, uh, the parent of uh, your children's friend, what is God doing in their lives? And then decide on purpose to collaborate with that and just say, look, I'm just going to invest myself in them, in my friendship, to see if I can join God in doing what God's plan for them is. I'm, here's what I'm going to tell you. You will be, if you do this, you will be the most remarkable friend that your friend has. You'll be the friend that they look, when they get to the end of their life and look back and say, that's the friend that forever, forever, forever changed me. If you're a Jonathan uh, to your friends. Uh, today we're just going to talk about the, the thought that uh, our friends have the power to deeply, deeply influence us, to deeply change where we end up in life and who we become. How many have ever heard uh, uh, people talk about the idea that people start looking like their dogs after a while? You ever done that? Okay, so here's what we did. Uh, we went online and we found some people uh, who were beginning to look like their dogs, okay? So here's, here's what we came up with. <laughs> I'm just, just, just a little bit scary, guys, I'm just saying on the deal. All right. That's got to be kind of hard to find dates. Ah. Oh, dude. Okay, it's just a bad day if you're a guy and you start looking like your shih tzu. Okay, that's just a bad day. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. I am hoping that this, is, this idea of looking like your dog is totally untrue because I own a chihuahua. <laughs> Please tell me this doesn't happen. But here's what I can tell you with absolute confidence today. Uh, you may not ever end up looking like your dog, but you will end up, you ready? You will end up looking like your friends. That this is, this is just part of the gravitational pull of what friendship is. And I promise, I'm just telling you right now, you will end up looking like your friends, and your friends will end up looking like you. It's just the power of friendship. 
And so here's what we're going to uh, kind of unpack together. Uh, you're either uh, going to allow your friends to determine what your life looks like in the end. In other words, your friends are going to determine your destination in life because based on who they are and based on their influence, they're going to steer you to places that you may not have even expected to go. Your friends are either going to determine where you end up in life or you can determine where you want to end up in life and it will change who you choose as friends. Okay, so let me say it one more time. You can either allow your friends to determine where you end up in life or you can determine where you're going in life and it will change who you choose as your friends. Have your Bibles this morning. We're just going to kind of start digging into this uh, conversation. Uh, you go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a book written by the wisest man who uh, ever walked the face of the earth. Proverbs chapter 18. And it's Solomon here. If you're not real familiar, if you go to the middle of your Bible, uh, you're going to find probably the book of Psalms. You can go to the right, uh, and you're going to find this book of Proverbs. Here's what Proverbs chapter 18, Solomon says about this idea of friendship. It's, a, it's an interesting passage. It probably sounds a little strange when we first read it. Here it is, Proverbs chapter 18, starting in verse 24. Here's what it says. A man of many companions, so a person who has a whole lot of friends, may come to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, I'm just going to tell you that upon uh, initial reading that, it, it seems a little confusing. You go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought the idea was have as many friends as you can. I mean, that, that's actually kind of an accomplishment in life if you have a whole lot of friendships and relationships. I'm not necessarily, I don't think that right here Solomon is saying you can't have a lot of friends. I think what he's saying is you can't have a lot of friends. You can't have a whole bunch of people who are all at the same place in your friendship. In other words, you can't have 40 different voices speaking into your life. You cannot treat every single friend or hold every single friend in the same regard and try to please them all. Because if you do, if every single friend holds the same status in your life, you will drive yourself crazy. Because the contrast he gives, it's interesting, he says, but, he says, guys, 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 stop trying to please all your friends. Don't try to have equal relationship with everybody. Don't put everybody in the same box. But there is a friend who belongs in a very special box. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There's a friend who's going to have your back. There's, there's a friend who in the hardest moments of your life is going to stand by you. There's a friend who's experienced enough of life and got their life together enough that when you need help and when you desperately need counsel so that you don't make a horrendous mistake, there's a friend who's going to be the right voice at the right time in your life. And that's the one you need to listen to. That's the friend that you've got to put in a completely different category than everybody else who is your friend. Because if you spend your life trying to please everybody, because everybody holds the same status in your life, you are going to run amok. And so what I want to suggest to you today is, is that you and I need to know that there are levels of friendship. There are levels at which we allow people to influence our lives. And you and I need to be vitally and clearly aware of what level, what status we've allowed any particular friend to hold relationally with us. So let, let me process this through a little bit. I, I think there's an acquaintance level 
Uh, these are people that you know. Uh, they're, they're people that you, you probably like, and, and, and it's good to be around them, and, and you know who they are. You might know their kid's name. They may know your name. And the reality is, if you lose an acquaintance, so in other words, they move clear across the country, or, or maybe uh, the friendship falls out, and you guys just have a disagreement you can't recover from, or if they were to die, if you lose an acquaintance, you're going to be sad. You're going to go, man, I... I wish I had that friend. I'm sad that I'm, I'm losing uh, that friendship within my life. Uh, there's a second level of friendship, which you and I would probably term much more traditionally as a friend. This is someone that you enjoy. In other words, being with them just makes life better. They're, they're the person you go, man, if I was going to go play tennis, I'd probably call them up. It's just fun to be around them. I like being with them. If I was going to go to the movies or if I was putting together a softball team, I'd probably call them because uh, they're just someone I enjoy being around uh, and doing uh, things with. And if you lost this friendship, in other words, they moved clear across the country, uh, you had a falling out and you were no longer friends, you would miss this friend. There'd be moments in your life you'd be driving your car and you'd go, man, I miss hanging out with Jeff. I, I just do. I, I, I wish Alice still lived here and didn't live all the way in Massachusetts. I, I just miss being around her. Okay? You would miss this friend. And then finally, there's a, a last level of friendship that I call the inner circle. It's the most intimate uh, level of friendship. These are the people uh, that if they were not in your life, uh, your life would be different. Because, you ready? Because these are the people that you lean on. These are the people, uh, when you're getting ready to make a major decision, they're the ones that you want to call and just say, look, I, I'm trying to figure this out. I, I, I'm not sure what to do. Would you speak into this moment for me? I've just gotten kicked in the gut. I just lost my job. They just told me my child's got a major illness. These are the people you'd make that first phone call to. And, and, and if you lost this friendship, if, if, if for some reason you had a falling out or they moved clear across the country... You wouldn't just miss them. Your life would be different uh, without them. And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this helps a little bit. How to know where these people fit in which category. If you had a major life decision, if you had to decide something that, that was critical in your life, and, and, and maybe even you already had uh, a pretty good idea of what you ought to do. You, you, you were about 90% there on the decision. Who's the friend you would run it by? Who, who, who is the one or two or maybe even three people in your life you'd say, you know, before I do that, this is such a big deal, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask them. And, you ready for this? And if when you called them, they said to you, whoa, 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 that thing you're 90% sure about, that thing that you, you pretty much have made your mind up about, I think it's a mistake. I, I mean, I'm, I know you. I, I think I understand the decision. I'm just telling you, I, I think it's a mistake. And that if that person spoke into a 90% already done decision, they hold such a prominent place in your life that you would at the very least reconsider. You would, you would push the pause button and say, boy, I better think about this some more. I better pray about this some more. And if you've got a name or two of those type of people in your life, then I'm going to tell you they are in the inner circle of your life. 
And this group of people are the people who are most deeply going to affect you. And what we're going to suggest today is simply this. The people that you allow into this group in your life is absolutely critical. Because, 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 you ready for this? Your friends, your inner circle of friends, will either determine the destination of your life or the destination of your life will determine who makes it into the inner circle of your friends. Guys, this is true, and the reason that this is just such a huge thing for you and I to be able to, to know who we've placed there is this whole principle of agreement. Because there's no way to have a friend this tight and not to have a bond of agreement in your life. Matter of fact, grab your Bibles real quickly and go with me just a little bit to the right from where you just were to a really small book by the name of Amos. Don't go too fast. It's kind of small. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. If you get to Matthew, turn around. You went way too far. All right, ready? Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3, verse 3, just simply says this. You ready? Super profound. Amos chapter 3, verse 3 says, Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? And really, it's just, it's actually a very simple rhetorical question. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a question whose answer is so obvious that you can't miss it. And the answer is, well, no. I mean, you can't go on a walk with somebody if you're going different places. That's, that's impossible, right? You have to at least agree to be going the same place if you're going to walk together to get there. All right, so here's what I need. I need a volunteer in the room. Who will who's, volunteer for me? Who will help me out? All right, come on, dude. You're up. What's your name? Bobby. Bobby, man. All right, here's Bobby. Okay, so now I need, I need somebody huge. I need like a massive guy who says, I can whoop Bobby with both of my legs tied behind my back. I can do this. Come on, I need a big guy. Back in the, right there? All right, come on, dude. All right, you and Bobby, man, you're going after it. Right here on stage, WWF. All right. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, what's your name, man? Matt. Matt, all right. Bobby and Matt, Mutt and Jeff, no, I mean Bobby and Matt. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, you guys, we're gonna just, you guys have become great friends. I mean, you guys, you guys are just like side by side, bonded in friendship. Okay? All right, Bobby and Matt, there you go. All right, so actually, because you're freaking me out a little bit right now, you guys can like hold this. Okay, so here we go, here we go. So you guys stand right here. Now, here's, here's the question the scripture is asking. It's a pretty simple question. It says, if you're doing life with your friend, in other words, you're bonded by friendship, can two people do life together? Can you walk together unless you agree on where you're going? And the answer is, well, of course not. You can't. So let's just imagine for a moment, all right, and it's Matt, Matt and Bobby. Matt and Bobby. I uh, you want to go uh, Matt and Jeff, but uh, all right, Matt and Bobby. Uh, all right, Matt, you decide. You ready for this? You're going to Flagstaff, okay? So in just a moment, when I say go, you're going you're to start walking toward Flagstaff, Okay? Bobby, you're going to Tucson, okay? So in a moment, uh, when I say go, you're going to turn and go toward Tucson, okay? Okay. All right, we're going to see how this works, you ready? All right, on the count of three, one, two, three, go. 
Ooh, he's a feisty little booger there. <laughs> dude, dude. I think you have been absolutely humiliated, but that's okay, all right. But we still prove their principle, okay? We still got, you in your relationships are gonna be influenced by the person you're doing life with. And as in this case, all of a sudden, we, we were headed to Tucson, because uh, we got a scrappy one here. So, uh, but that's exactly how friendship uh, works in our life. You will be influenced. Your life trajectory will be changed by the people you choose to do life with. All right, so we're going to modify this just a little bit. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. You guys are both going to be going kind of in the same general direction. Okay, not totally, but kind of in the same general direction. So what you're going to do, you're going to go dead on straight. I mean, you're just going to go straight, and you're not going to let anything stop you. Okay. okay? <laughs> and you're going to go straight, okay? All right? You're, you're almost heading uh, the same way he is. You, you're, you're going that way. The stage ends right there. Yeah, you're going that way, okay? If you can take him, take him, baby. Just shoom, okay? Take him, all right? All right, here we go. On the count of three, one, I'm getting back here. All right, one, two, three, go. Okay. All right, so you, you acquitted yourself a little better that time. All right, just give you guys a hand. Thank you guys for doing that. All right. But guys, here's, here's the deal. Here's what you've got to get in incredibly simple principle. But guys, it, it, it needs to settle in so that you and I realize the power of what we're talking about here. And that's simply this. The people you do life with, the people that you allow in your inner circle, will change where your life ends up. Period. Because since you're bound together by relationship, either one will pull the other or the other will pull the one. At the very worst, if you're equally matched, you'll end up somewhere in the middle and not quite where either of you wanted to be. But your life will be changed by the people you do life with. I'm 13 years old. My family's pretty much dropped out of church. Part of that's because my baby sister is autistic, way back before anyone knew what autism was. And uh, she required constant care, so it was really, really hard uh, for our family. My, my mom was raising his kids to go to church, and uh, the youngest sister, Diane, needed constant care. There, there was a little church uh, in our neighborhood, and some of the ladies at that church agreed to watch Diane so that mom could go into the service and uh, so every once in a while, we'd end up at this little neighborhood church. Mom would drag the rest of us kids, and, and we'd go. But that was kind of the end of our church experience at that point in our lives. And one day, that little church hired a youth pastor. His name was Wayne Bauer. And after he got there, he said, well, all right, so how many youth do you have? And their answer was, we have two. Uh, and then there's this one strange little kid, boy, uh, who comes sometimes with his mom and his sister. And it was me. And so Wayne, trying to grow a youth group, one day came and uh, knocked on my door. I go to the door, and uh, here is this guy. He's about six foot three, uh, 285 pounds. He was kind of chunky. He was there. Wearing, you ready for this? A leisure suit. Okay, how many people know what a leisure suit is? Okay, a couple of, for, the, for the younger generation, it's Cousin Eddie and vacation, okay? It's just, I'm just telling you. 
I don't care how retro this world goes, we are not going back to leisure suits. It was one and done. It was bad. It was bad, okay? Polyester leisure suit with patent leather shiny shoes, okay? Looked just like a Southern Baptist preacher. All right, so it was bad. And I'm just telling you, when Wayne got to the door, I thought, this is, this is nobody I'd ever hang out with, because I was already doing the John Travolta disco thing. I mean, I was cool. And I, I just said, there is no way I want anything to do with this guy. Here's the interesting thing. Wayne was pretty convincing. And he talked me into going back to youth group. And in the process of hanging out with Wayne, Wayne became more than my youth pastor. He became my friend. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but Wayne ended up slipping into my intimate circle. He ended up being one of the strongest voices in my life. I look back now and suddenly realize how different my life is because of about the 12 years that I spent in friendship uh, with Wayne. Uh, he ended up... Uh, absolutely turning around my relationship with Jesus Christ. I was so adrift. I, I was so confused. I became a sold-out follower of Jesus Christ under the influence and the friendship of Wayne. Uh, Wayne ended up going to another church, and I followed him uh, to the new church. I ended up called to ministry. So think about this. My life mission formed while I was in friendship uh, with Wayne. Uh, when it came time for me to go off to college, the little church he had taken me to thought there was only one really good Bible college. I ended up going to that Bible college, which is where I met my life, my wife, Lisa. Guys, I, I can't even tell you how influenced my life is. Because Wayne was in my inner circle. Which brings us back to this. Who's in your inner circle? Because here's what I can promise you. Whoever is there is influencing your life. Either for good or for bad. But I'm telling you, whoever you've allowed into that most intimate place, that place in which you say, look, when I've got a question, I'll ask. If I needed help, I would come. Whoever you've allowed there is changing the destination of your life. It's why this conversation is so profoundly critical. So let me just ask you the question. Who's in your inner circle? If I was going to say, who are the two or three people who you allow to speak into your life in the most profound way? Who would you list? Okay. Some of us in here would say, hey, uh, truth is, I, <laughs> whoa, nice. Some of us have to say, you know what, uh, truth be told, everybody's in my inner circle. I mean, everybody speaks into my life. It, and, and if that's true, and if that's, if that's where you are today, then I'm just going to tell you, I can tell you right now without even asking, your life is absolutely confusing. <laughs> you, you know who wins when you do this? The last person you talk to. Uh, that's probably the advice you take. And I'm going to tell you that you're absolutely dissatisfied with your relationships. You're, you're not sure how to make anybody happy. And you've made the mistake of allowing everybody in your inner circle. 
some of us today, when I just asked you that question a moment ago, you had to answer honestly, and you had to say, Lynn, I, I don't think I could even come up with a name, because the reality is, there's nobody in my inner circle. There's nobody I listen to. There's nobody I allow that opportunity to deeply and profoundly to speak into my life. And I'm just going to tell you this, that if that's true, then you're lonely. Whether you even acknowledge it or know it or not, you're lonely. And here's what I can promise you even more profoundly than that. Your life will not end up where you're hoping. Because none of us journey well alone. So I'm going to ask you again, who is here in your life, and are they the right people? Now, this, this, this kind of pushes us into the next part of the discussion, because see, I can either allow my friends to determine where I go, or you and I today can do some reverse engineering. You ready? You and I can decide where we want to go and allow that to determine which friends make it to our inner circle. Okay. Here's the deal. You can only have one destination. But when you decide that destination, when you figure that destination out, when you figure where you want to go in your life, that will determine who gets here. Here's an example. Uh, if your goal in life is just to party, if your goal in life is to get as messed up as you can every weekend and uh, wake up Sunday morning with a huge hangover and just do your best to crawl back to work on Monday, if that's your goal in life, I guarantee you that's going to immediately start determining who is in your inner circle of friends. Uh, if your goal in life is to win a football scholarship, then I guarantee you it's going to start determining who makes it into your inner circle of friends. Uh, if your inner goal in life, if your absolute goal in life is to have an academic scholarship, then you're not going to invite any of the football players to your, no, I'm teasing but you, you get the moment. If you're a teenage girl, you ready for this? If you're a teenage girl and your goal in life is to be the most popular girl on campus, it'll change who you invite into the inner circle of friends. And if you're a Christ follower and your goal in life is to be like Jesus, then I'm going to suggest that it will absolutely change your inner circle of friends. Matter of fact, you're going to discover that the only people who make it in are people who have exactly the same destination in mind for their life. You know, it's an interesting thing, because all of a sudden, this, this starts looking a little bit exclusive, and you go, wow, really? I mean, is that, is that what it would do? Grab your Bibles, and go with me to 2 Corinthians. It's going to be a little bit to the right in your Bible. 2 Corinthians, chapter 6. And verse 14.
2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, here's what it says. Do not be yoked together. Do not bind your life with an unbeliever. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? And I'm just going to suggest to you that, that when you decide, if you get to the point that says, look, my one thing in life, here's the deal, I may never make it all the way up the corporate ladder. I may never be acknowledged for my academic success. Look, I, I may never actually own that big of a house, but you just need to know that that's okay because the destination that drives my life is looking like Jesus Christ, being a fully devoted, fully committed follower of him. That's the thing I'm going to land. And when you begin to do that, when that becomes the place you're going, I'm just going to suggest to you that the only people who will be able to sit on the inner circle are people who are going there with you. And that if you're right here right now and you're going, oh, wait, 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 Lynn, dude, you don't get it. I've got some great friends. I've got some totally cool friends who love me and are committed to me. I, I can, but they don't know Jesus. And, 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 and I, I, I've got... I've got that uncommitted friend. <clears throat> if you got that guy for a friend, you're in trouble. I, I've got that uncommitted friend uh, in my inner circle of friends. I, I've got that friend who does not know Jesus in my inner circle of friends. You, you know what I already know then? This is not your destination. Because, because the moment this becomes your destination... It will change the inner circle of your friends. And only people with that same destination in mind. Because, 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 you ready for this? Either your friends will choose your destination, or your destination will choose your friends. Now, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that if you become a Christ follower, you got to get rid of all the people in your life, all your friends in your life who don't know Jesus, okay? I'm not saying that, guys. Here, you know what a lot of Christians do? Uh, they get to this point and they go, oh, okay, well, if that's true, then I would be even better if the only friends I had were Christians. And so they start uh, throwing away all their non-Christian friends. And, and so the only people they've got at any level uh, in their lives are Christ followers. And I just want to say, that is not what God is saying. That is not what he's Matter of fact, if you do that, you will absolutely lose the opportunity to be a great friend to somebody who doesn't know your Jesus yet. And you may be, you guys ready for this? You may be the friend that stands between them and the cross. And you'll give that away if you give them away. All scripture is saying is simply this. She just backslid. Here, we'll help her up. Okay. That's okay. There you go. All scripture saying is this. You got a friend that doesn't know Jesus? That's okay. As long as, as, long as they land in the cat, this category, 
or this category. They just can't be in the inner circle. Because, because, because. You ready? It's okay to have a friend who doesn't know your Lord yet because in the hardest moments of their life, the most powerful thing that can happen is that in that moment of life, they would lean on you. If that were to happen, you might actually end up being their Wayne. You might be that friend who says the right word at the right time and forever changes the trajectory of their lives. And I'm just going to suggest you want a whole bunch of people in your life who don't know Jesus yet. They just can't be. You ready? They just can't be the people that you lean on in the hardest moments of your life. Because, because, because. Your friends will change your destination. So here's my question. Here's where we're landing today. Where are you going? What is the destination of your life? And you know what? I can tell you what the destination of your life is by the people you've allowed in here. If, if everybody in there is really, really accomplished financially and making tons and tons of them, I know where you're headed. See, if, if, if everybody in here dresses really chic and hits the malls every weekend and is just getting bigger and bigger piles of stuff, I, I know what your goal is. If the people in here are fully committed to being like Jesus, I know what your goal is. So I'm just asking you, what's your destination? And then here's the second question. Who are you leaning on? And who's leaning on you? Because, 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 friends change where we land. Let's pray. Hey, dear Lord Jesus, we, uh, we simply come before you. And to be really, really honest, we, uh, we started this series hoping that maybe you'd help us find some better friends. And what we're discovering together is, is that it's more about us becoming the better friend. And so, God, I'm just going to ask that in this room you would, you would raise up some Jonathans, some people who have spiritual eyes and can see into the life of their friend and see what you're doing and simply say, you know, the best thing I could do would be to help God with my friend. And then today, we just learned that we've got to be much more discriminating in who we allow into that inner circle of our lives, that, those people that we say, look, the, these are the people I'm going to allow to be so powerfully involved in relationship and friendship with me that they can change the course of where I end up because they're going they're going to the destination that I'm going to they're, they're chasing my Jesus as hard as I'm chasing they may even be chasing harder than me so I'm going with them God I just ask in this room that you'd raise up some wanes You'd raise up some people who become the best friend uh, in their friend's life, whether that friend knows Jesus or not. That somewhere someone would look back and say, man, being friends with them forever, forever changed me. Do that. Do that with us. In Jesus' name, amen.